Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Don't Praise the Machine. This is episode number 101. That's right. You're in the introductory class of DPTM. That's DPTM 101. Guys, <laughs> you want to tell you want to tell the dean I'm taking DPTM 101. Mm. And that you're going to get the real foundation of the law of this yeah. podcast. As always, I'm sat digitally. My name's Alexander Holland. And as always, I'm sat digitally across from my number one pod penguin. He's got to be the one called... It's DPTM Professor John Maloney. <laughs> <laughs> DPTM <laughs> Professor. How you doing, teach, <laughs> I say, as you're up there at the top of the lecture theatre. Yeah. And... John, you come in to us from another exotic location. Yeah, it's true. I've continued my uh, my traversing of the Southeast Asian region, which it yes. feels like about half of the podcasts these days are from a mixture of Berlin and some Southeast Asian country where I'm at. And right now, I'm in the lovely, uh, lovely nation of Indonesia on the island of Bali. Uh, mm. which I'm sure will be familiar to many of our listeners, both Australian and European and American who have um, perhaps visited or heard of it or heard of people who visited. It's a lovely place. You're like the Anthony Bourdain of the podcast, <laughs> just travelling around the world yeah. for every cast. You're making the cast less and less relatable, John, because of how exotic <laughs> and, tra- and traveller you are. People yeah. are going... I can't relate. I can't relate to this. How exactly. is that guy just able to be in a different country for every episode? Yeah. All I can say is that um, the ways that we monetize the show might not be very obvious to you, but let me tell you, I'm a raking it in because of DPTM and I, before, the, <laughs> before this, I was not able to go on exotic holidays. So I recommend it. I'm here eating lentils, and John's just going, nah, it's fine, just leave. I'm saying, can I have the banking password? And John goes, nah, you'll just screw it up. Like, your mum said we can't, your mum said because of your addictions, we can't let you have the banking details. Yeah, Yeah, I guess that's fine. (laughs) And, John, this is a very special episode. I'm going to call it our annual post Oscar rap episode. <laughs> the rap party. We could just, a rap party. If we could just steal another idea from the Tim and Eric universe, Tim Heidecker. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And Greg Turkington's famous Oscars special. Mm. It's the night after the Oscars. I know you got some things mm. to say about the Oscars. Did you tune in? Did you? Do you know the results? Have you got any initial feelings on last night's ceremony? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I've been thinking of very few other things for the last week. Um, and <laughs> I just checked the winners. I checked all the winners just a second ago. Oh, and did I you? Have, I have, I have, I have thoughts. Famous, I could... famous film hater Alexander Holland. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't checked the nominees. Yeah, and uh, I got to tell you. Uh, <laughs> I cannot believe that everything, everywhere, all at once has cleaned up. Because <laughs> You're not a fan. I went and saw that, and mm. I thought it was absolutely dreadful. <laughs> and I don't. It's funny. I I don't mind saying that. I think I'm pretty much ending my own Hollywood career. If if it, if ever 
I write a script or I'm going to be a director, no doubt this clip will get played <laughs> and then I'll be blacklisted. Yeah. I mean, if we aren't already blacklisted from Hollywood. Sure. And at various uh, other professions saw- to boot, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. I went and saw this with a friend, Michael, uh, when it came out at the cinema. Mm-hmm. And if I had not been with her, I would have walked out. <laughs> and and it's won like all the awards. And yeah. so I just, I, don't, I can't, well, I, I don't understand people anymore. I think part of the problem is that the Academy still won't stoop to nominating garden variety marvel films at least at least at least if they nominate them it's because they've got some particular distinguishing characteristic and if they win it's certainly for that reason so in an environment in a in a film ecosystem where that makes up a significant portion of the contenders in any given year it's pretty thin it's a pretty thin pack i can read you the nominees for best picture i've seen three of them myself Mm mm-hmm You've, I think you, you might have seen about the same. So the nominations for Best Picture this year at the Oscars were All Quiet on the Western Front, okay. Avatar, Way of the Water. Oh, How is that in there? I haven't seen it. Like, I can't judge. I haven't seen Avatar, Way of the Water because as I've stated on the podcast, it's, I've made a commitment to never see a <laughs> never single Avatar it. film. Avatar, the wetness of water. <laughs> <laughs> Avatar, the wetness of water. That is... So good, John. That should definitely be the next one. <laughs> that can be Avatar 18. Yeah, that's uh, right. Just... Uh, Ban- yep. Banshees of Inner Sharon, which mm-hmm. we've both seen. Yep. And uh, you, made the, you, you made the error, but you were happy for me to correct you, which the error you made was that that was good. Uh, yeah. And I just had to, I had to step in and say, oh, you've made a mistake there. It's not. <laughs> I, said, I said, I thought it was good. And you said, oh, sorry, sorry to... Uh, be the bearer of bad news. <laughs> uh, have you seen Elvis? Elvis was nominated. I haven't. I have a similar commitment to generally not generally avoiding Baz Luhrmann films. <laughs> uh, and then, and then everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. Uh, and then it's funny actually. The next nominee I saw last night and really enjoyed and. Mm. The fact that everything all at once won over this mm. is an absolute disgrace. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so, so I went to see the Fablemans last night by oh, myself. Yeah, yeah. I abs- I a, have you heard of this? Have you seen this video of this? I've heard of it. I've, I've what, I listened to an interview with uh, Stefano Spielberg and recently Stefano Spielberg, where he talked about making it and talked about his, you know, the events in his life to which he to which it relates. Um, but I'm glad to hear yeah. it's good. I haven't seen it yet. I did the old trick that I love to do, which is, uh, if possible, mm. I like to go and see a film with as little information about the film as it's 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 a rare treat. And mm. I would I would I would ask everybody out there how often this has happened to them because I think for most people we we just expect going into films that we will know quite a bit about them. It's kind of what makes you go and see the film, is yeah. You know, you know the actors. You know the general plot. This, you know, if you've seen the trailer, mm. but I all I knew was that I knew that it had been nominated for a best picture. Yeah, I knew that Steven Spielberg had something to do with it, and then I quickly checked the Guardian, and they'd given it five stars. Right, and so that's it. I had absolutely no idea what what the rest of it was about. Wow. Um, and so I just went, and I saw. I think Paul Dano is that his name? That's is it the Paul one. Dano? Yep. I, I like so. him, mm-hmm. and uh, it's long, 
But it kept me entertained the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I can highly recommend The Fablemans. It definitely is better than everything everywhere all at once. Next film, I have not seen Tar. Oh, yeah. With Kate Blanchett. I've, with Kate Blanchett, not seen that. Next one, you have seen Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Didn't mind it. I mean, it's a Top Gun movie, but for a Top Gun movie, I thought it's a good popcorn classic, to borrow a term from uh, can, Tim and Aaron. <laughs> Tim Heidecker and yeah. Craig Turkington. Yeah. Um, it is, what is odd, though, John? Yeah. And... I mean, if it was 1994, which is mm. the year that Pulp Fiction came out, and you think about, like, films that used to get nominated for Oscars and win, like The Piano. Yes. Can you imagine a Best Picture nomination in tw- 1994, <laughs> that fucking Top Gun, and Avatar in it? Yeah, that's true. We've gone we've gone for a slightly dominized approach to uh, film selection. You've seen you've seen Triangle of Sadness, yeah? I have not seen it. No. Okay, I've not seen that. And the last one's Women Talking. Oh yeah. I I, I don't know, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know what that is either. Um, I get enough. Of, I get enough of that at home. I don't need to go see that on the big screen. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean the thing, the thing that stuck out for me because I haven't done my homework and found out how it's all gone, but I was quite excited in the lead up and I mentioned this to you, by the fact that they had commissioned, they'd put together a little crack team that they were calling a crisis team. Yes. Um, to deal with unanticipated events following the <laughs> following the mother of all unanticipated events at last year's <laughs> Oscars, which was the slap, which we covered in great detail both at the yeah. time and subsequently, I think, um, for those who haven't gone back to that episode I'd, I'd love you to do so but obviously you'll be familiar with will smith storming the stage and slapping chris rock in response to a joke about uh about jada and uh so this year academy the academy put together this crisis team and which i loved and bill kramer who was the chief executive of the academy said the new team had quote run many scenarios in the hope that they would <laughs> That they will be prepared for anything that might take place at the gala, which is due to be... And he, he used the words prepared for anything. He said, because of last year, we've opened our minds to the many things that can happen at the Oscars. We have, ho- we have a whole crisis team, something we'd never had before, and many plans in place. And, um, and so I can only assume that the crisis team either wasn't needed or did such a good job like somebody <laughs> somebody attempted somebody took a few steps towards the stage with an open hand held aloft and they said no that looks looks like it's all happening again paul dano paul dano just tried to slap someone <laughs> uh, suddenly a little red laser just appeared on paul dano's forehead <laughs> as he approached the stage <laughs> i mean i'd love to know I'd love to have been a fly on the wall at the crisis team meetings and 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 understood what kind of scenarios were they running through. Yeah, is it like what kind of scenarios? Is it like how specific is it? Is it like okay, so this is scenario K. Um, Paulie Shaw gets drunk and takes a piss <laughs> on the stage, or, or <laughs> it's all it's all it's all bathroom mishap related to do with it's like yeah, right. Bre- brendan fraser explosive diarrhea <laughs> on 
on stage whilst weeping and accepting another <laughs> award for, the, for for putting on a fat suit. <laughs> they they ran a series of series of scenarios based on Brendan Fraser just having having a bit of mud mud guts. <laughs> Brendan Brendan Fraser vomiting into his lap in the front row. What do you do, Crisis Team? <laughs> Okay, this time, same, but he's on stage. How do we adjust our approach there? <laughs> <laughs> and the other Hollywood thing, I mean, it's, team. it seemed to me that they were going about it all wrong. I mean, the, to me, the vague possibility of some sort of unscripted absurdity occurring is really the only thing that keeps me interested in watching something like the Oscars, which is otherwise just a fairly set-piece state of affairs you know like everything just kind of follows a very scripted plan so i think maybe they should be welcoming a bit of chaos just turn it into like one of those countries that has a parliament and occasionally there's just fights that break out in the parliament and everyone loves (laughs) everyone loves everyone loves that footage and we should just treat the oscars the same way like sometimes some years it's just going to be fine but occasionally there's going to be a bit of rumble and that's just something to look out for I did see briefly, there was a very good Jimmy Kimmel joke, which I thought was very funny, mm. where he said, he got up there and said that, you know, this year they'd taken safety really seriously <laughs> and his his safety was really important. And so he said something to the effect of, so if anybody gets up here and assaults me, then they will immediately be given 19 minutes to give an acceptance speech and then be given <laughs> the award for best actor. <laughs> I just want to also say my favorite film of the year got one nomination, which mm. is After Sun mm. with Paul Mescal. He got nominated for best leading actor, mm-hmm. but that was it for the nominations. Mm. And it went to... And that's be great. my favourite film of the year. Go and see After Sun, mm-hmm. everybody. Don't go and see. If you haven't seen Everything Everywhere all at once, do not waste your time. Go and see <laughs> After Sun or The Fablemans. Or The Fablemans, yeah. Um, uh, you know who will employ me in Hollywood is Paul Mescal and Steven Spielberg. Mm, you'll be right between the two Paul, of them. And Paul, and Paul Dano. And that's fine with me. Yeah, that's uh, a good... That's a good You'll be in good company. I don't. I don't need to be in the good books of Jamie Lee Curtis. She's doing nothing in Hollywood anymore. She's irrelevant. But Dano, yeah. Dano's Dan, Dano's hot stuff. <laughs> We're entering the age of Dano. So our. We've talked a little bit on the recent podcasts about uh, your dating life over the last 12 months or so, and I've uh, very much enjoyed getting the lowdown, living vicariously through some of your experiences. But a story that I particularly enjoyed, and I might let you, <laughs> I might let you tell it, uh, involved a little mishap, a very relatable mishap for somebody like me. That, yeah. that you made on a recent, I believe it was a first date with somebody who you'd met through the apps, as tends to happen these days. And perhaps one of the pitfalls of the apps is you tend to have a few people that you're getting to know at the same time. 
which means mishaps of this kind become more likely. Um, I think you know what I'm referring to. I'm sort of giving you a um, sure and <clears throat> a, a lead in. A, yeah, who's the who's the Irish guy who has the chat show? This is the kind of thing that he gives. Um, Graham Norton. Graham Norton gives his guests a little bit of a, you know. Well, I heard, I heard that. Yeah, you. I heard. Somebody, a little birdie told me that <laughs> yeah, you right. recently exactly. were on the set of a movie and something happened. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So I'll just, I'll, I'll clarify a few points. It's a person, that, it's not from the apps. It's a person that I met in real life. Okay. And it was a date within the last, let's say, six months. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I think it is very relatable, and I think I can explain what happened, and then we can all then we can all talk about it. Mm-hmm. So I met somebody, that, and at the time that I met, when I met them, I'd had quite a bit to drink, mm-hmm. and because I'd had quite a bit to because I had quite a bit to drink, mm-hmm. uh, when I asked them what their name was, they gave me a name, and I thought that doesn't sound like a name that I hear very often. I was familiar with the name, but I thought. That, that doesn't really sound like a name that I hear that often. Yeah. Left the venue with the person's phone number. Yeah. And thought, I'll give them a call in the week. And as I left the venue, I remember thinking, hmm, I remember that person's name. It was this. And then, thankfully, I'd written in my phone, no, 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 it's actually this. It's a different name that's very similar to the name you were thinking it was. Because I knew that I was drunk. So, I was like, write the name in your phone because you won't remember it. You'll get it. You'll get it wrong or you'll forget it. Yeah. And then as I was going, and then we we met up for the date. As I was getting the, I was getting the train to the date, and I checked my phone because leading up to the date, I had in my mind's eye started to use both names in my head. So I was thinking about the date, and I was thinking her name is X. Mm. Like let's say, let's say Sandra. Yeah. And Sarah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I was like, I can't wait. And let's say her name was Sandra. Yeah. And I was like, I can't wait to see Sarah. And then I was like, hang on. It's not Sarah. Yeah. It's Sandra. And then I double checked my phone. And sure enough, my phone said, yes, name is Sandra. Mm. And I had even texted her using the name Sandra. Now, here's the thing with me that people will know. From a young age... I always made an effort to use people's names in conversation much more so than most people do. It's probably think something that I learned from a kind of how to manipulate people into doing what you want book or something mm-hmm. like this. So I'm the type of guy who I will use your name a lot pretty quickly after meeting you because I think it's, a, it's just like a good way to build rapport with people and it shows that you've made a bit of an effort. Whereas a lot of people uh, have are concerned about forgetting somebody's name or getting it wrong. So they just mm. call it, they call the person mate for years or whatever, or buddy, or don't use the name. Yeah. I'm not like that. Yeah. So I go on the date. I'm thinking, I can't wait to see Sarah. Hang on. I mean, Sandra, Sandra. Yeah. yeah. Go on the date. Use her name. Date goes, date goes pretty well. I think mm-hmm. liked her, left the date was like, that was really good. Really happy to use her name a whole bunch during the date, <laughs> which I did. Yeah. And then as I was walking to the train after the date, I was thinking, now I did call her Sarah several times on the date. (laughs) That's that's obviously her name. And then I thought, I'll just check my phone where I have her name written. And sure enough, the name on the phone says Sandra. Oh, Lord. So I'd called her the wrong name (laughs) probably four four times. But also the the correct name, maybe. Or just the wrong name? But th- yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is, and this is what complicates things, mm. is 
I think I also probably called her the right name at the start <laughs> two or three times. Yeah. Then I did probably the old called switcheroo. her Sandra and then did the old switcheroo, which just makes it even weirder. <laughs> but but it did. I so I was that. just mortified and I just thought to myself walking away, like she's not gonna want to see me again because yeah. I got her because I got her name wrong several times. Right. And then it made me and then it made me think, why is that though? Because mm. Because the mis- my mistake, it was in no way malicious. No, it's just it's and and not only that, but it was just. Uh, I mean, it's also it's not like it's your ex-wife's name or something. It was just a, you know, it wasn't as though you had someone else on the brain, which might be construed as a bit insulting. It was just a slip of the tongue, as I understand it. It was a, it, it was a slip of the. T- it was basically that when I met her and I was drunk, mm. I kind of came away from it thinking she gave me a like a. Like a three syllable name that started with S. Yeah. I'm going to, and then I started just, can, you know, you know, we, I think everybody's had this experience. You know, when you meet somebody, mm. well, I know everybody's had this experience because it's in bloody Seinfeld. You have this experience where you meet somebody and your brain just decides that, oh, they look like a this mm. name. Yeah. And then, and then you go, you know, famously in Seinfeld, uh, Kramer calls, I think my, one of Jerry's <laughs> girlfriends or George's girlfriend's. Yeah. It's Lily. George's wife, isn't it? It's yeah, it's, it's Susan. um, it's Susan, and he keeps calling her Lily. That's and then right. when they when they get mad at Kramer, he just goes, "But she really looks like a Lily." <laughs> As if it's like, it's like that sort of and washes his hands of any responsibility of getting her name wrong. Yeah, there's also the an episode where where Jerry just has not really ever learned somebody's name properly, and then has a series yeah. of dates with her trying to establish what her name is, which is interesting because it's yeah. obviously pre, you know, any technology that might give you a, an ability to do that. You just have to try and get your friends to introduce themselves and hope that she does the same in turn. But yeah, I mean, I, when, I, when, when he told me this, I was very much like there, but for the grace of God, go I, because I have done, I'm not very good with people's names often. And I have like, I remember having people that I met, in my uni days who were probably before I'd kind of made an effort to improve this or develop ways to get better at it. But I would have, you know, six months, I'd be six months in to this friendship, which was fairly cordial and, you know, was getting to the point where I might invite this person out for a drink, except that I didn't know what their name, I wasn't totally sure what their name was. I might be like... (laughs) 90% 90% <laughs> sure, but I'm, I'd have a little bit of doubt. And, uh, and it was, and, th- and then I, you know, and then, I mean, I don't think I ever did it on a date, but I certainly did the thing where you double check messages and, to make sure that somebody's yeah. name is correct. And I did do this thing on a date once where I, which in a way is more offensive. Well, it probably is more offensive where I said to this girl, let's say it was like, so you're um you're an ice hockey player and she was like no that's not me that must be <laughs> someone else that you've spoken to on Bumble or whatever yeah. and I was so embarrassed but I kind of did I did the wrong thing which was I thought maybe I can try and kind of construe this as me misunderstanding something that she has said uh, <laughs> rather than just admitting oh yeah no that was someone else. So I said something like, I'm sure, I'm sure you said you were an ice hockey player. 
And, uh, and she's <laughs> like, I definitely didn't. And then I was like, oh, I must have, must have just misunderstood. It's like, well, how could you have <laughs> taken that from anything I said? <laughs> You're like, I think, I think, I think, you know, I asked you what you wanted to drink before and yeah. you said mojito and there's like an ice goes, ice cubes going to mojito. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> must just been I thinking thought, about, I thought you were saying yeah, think, you were into <laughs> ice and then, <laughs> and then I, I don't know, I guess just a miscommunication. <laughs> on, on your part. <laughs> on your part. Just, yeah. Could you try you and be ex- a bit clearer? <laughs> But it did it did make me think a lot about the emphasis that we place on names and how yeah. really it's how silly it is because mm. I, I would give the I would give the example that you could you could spend a long time getting to know somebody and they could tell you all these intimate details of their life and vice versa. Mm. And that's how you get to know somebody. You don't know somebody by them saying, no. Hi, I'm Craig exactly. and you go, Oh, cool, now we now we're intimately connected. You get to know the person by communicating and connecting. Yeah. And then the, the name is irrelevant. And yet, yeah. we are so, our identity is so connected to our names yeah. that when somebody gets it wrong, yeah. we feel this, oh, it's so, cri- we feel it's, this deep cringe inside us and it's awkward and uncomfortable. You feel terrible that they've got your name wrong. Like yeah, you feel yeah, like yeah, yeah. they don't know you. Yeah. And then you feel also if they're a person that you want to make feel comfortable, suddenly you feel like mm. really put upon because now you go, fuck, they, they got my name wrong and now mm. I have to tell them mm. and they're going to be so embarrassed and, oh, my God, this is the worst thing <laughs> in the world. We don't know each other at all, yeah. which is ridiculous. It is. Because you could have you could have been getting to know each other for 10 years. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, I'll, and I'll give you an example. This has kind of happened to me. Well, it has happened to me quite a lot because in – my my full name is Alexander, as mm-hmm. I explain every week on the podcast. <laughs> but in growing up as a as boy, mm. I was called uh, Alex up until probably I was maybe ten, eleven, and then when I went to high school, a lot of people started calling me Al. Yeah, and so most of my Australian friends from my teenage years up until now call me Al. So yep. all my London crew, they all call me Al. Mm-hmm. The friends that I've known the longest call me Al. Mm. That's what I call you, and so. Yeah, and so that's what you call me. And so I've had this experience where when I'm hanging with those friends and I meet new people through that group of friends and mm. I'm introduced as Al, that person will only ever know me as Al. Mm. And again, we might we might hang out like for two years yeah. with that person yeah, who's only ever heard me call Al. And you've got to imagine as well, this is pre-Facebook, so people wouldn't be seeing my full name. And then yeah. there would come a moment, there would come a moment where somebody would say to me, in front, this has made it so much worse, in front mm. of everybody else. Mm. That's right. That's just like that funny story that Alan told. <laughs> and everybody goes, oh, no. <laughs> and then everybody like puts their shoulders up and is like, should we ignore it? Do we, do we tell the person? Oh, yeah. fuck, they've known, they've known Alexander for 12 years and they've, ju- and they've thought his name was Alan. So people have thought my name was Alan, Alistair, Alfred, Albert, just any th- AL starting name. Yeah, a lot of and, AL names. And again, it's just I would have this pang of, oh, they don't know me at all. No, yeah, no, yeah, this yeah, is yeah, the yeah. worst thing. But it's not <laughs> the worst. It's it's literally like nothing. It's, ir- it's totally this, irrelevant. Yeah. 
And um, this is why it's yeah. not fair that that girl didn't want to see me again. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna ask what happened. I, I had this experience when I was doing my masters in the UK, and a lot of people were coming there from coming to the university from different countries, different parts of of the UK, and different countries in Europe and beyond Europe, like myself. And this girl joined us from this girl kind of came came to do some sort of music degree and she was from the US and uh she I hope she's not listening but anyway um she I don't think she will be but she joined she kind of became a member of this you know social group that I was hanging out with so I saw her a bit at a few parties and things like that and she had a particular name for herself which turned out not to be her real name like she mm-hmm. she you know let's say it was val and her name was was karen and uh and so at at some point during the year she said to us look i've kind of been living a lie um i i said i was from this part of the u.s but i'm actually from that part and i said that my name was val but it's actually karen and i just thought well what? Why? Uh, this is just irrelevant particulars, though. I don't understand, like, yeah, why, <laughs> like, why? I, it's like saying, oh, I, I, I said that, you know, I was left-handed. I'm actually right-handed. Like, I don't fucking care, you know. Um, and and I don't know why. I mean, I, I just kind of thought, well, isn't everything? Don't I just have to adjust that detail, and then we basically go on? In which case, I don't think you've been living a lie. I think. You just decided to give yourself a nickname for whatever reason. But it was strange. It was like this big deal. And people did feel as though she'd somehow misrepresented herself, which I was always a bit confused by. But people, I guess, do attribute a lot to names. And uh, and it does have this very sort of primal weight that uh, that you just associate with somebody's identity in a way that doesn't really seem warranted. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just that it's just that names don't names don't matter. But we've been mm. we've been trained to think that they do. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll give you another. I'll give you an example of. By the way, so that girl that girl had told everybody, John, your friend, she she'd said that her name was one thing, and she'd said she was from one part of the U.S., and then she later revealed, actually, I'm from a different part of the U.S. with a slightly different name. Yeah, that's right. And, <laughs> I can't. Don't un- I? I don't understand why she would have chosen it. Like, what? What part of the US not- did she choose over a different part? And what? Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember the details, <laughs> but it was like both of those details were not were of no significance to me. So you, <laughs> you probably didn't need to. You probably didn't need to correct the record or, really. or lie in on. the first place. Yeah, exactly. You, what does this matter? You were just like, oh, you're. Fr- you're you're from you're from Florida. Thank God you're not from Arizona. I wouldn't have the fucking time of day for you, love. And then she's gone. Mm. She blushed and went, "Oh my God! I hope he never finds out." <laughs> exactly. There was a there was a great story on, I think it was on This American Life years ago about a guy who went to college and sort of uh, nobody knew him from his former life, and for whatever reason, just kind of on impulse, he started. He opened a conversation by putting on a particular accent, and then he was just obliged to carry on 
with that accent and fill in a backstory <laughs> to justify it. And then eventually he had to come he had to come clean and tell everyone that he, you know, didn't actually have a southern drawl or whatever it was. But uh but I mean that that maybe is a level of of deception that's more significant, but a name. It's very odd. And uh I'm interested too that this person did not I mean if somebody did that to me, I would definitely I would definitely correct them. I think the problem was I think the problem I think mm. what complicated the situation is that I think I had used her name correctly like mm. several times and then I'd got her name sl- slightly wrong uh mm. a couple of other times and I think she was like maybe she's <laughs> kind of wasn't even sure if she'd misheard me the first time and then I'd kept yeah. do- and then I kept doing it and then I think she was like this is too and maybe she just thought Ah, uh, maybe she wasn't that interested. She's like, I'm not going to see this guy again. So why, yeah, 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 why yeah. bring maybe. this level of awkwardness into it? But I mean, names are just so silly, and we place so much <laughs> emphasis on their importance. I mean, I was telling you, I, I'm, I'm often involved in some communities over here in Berlin uh, with some quite cosmic people some yeah uh yeah. some very well i never know what the word what's a good word to describe some of these people john what's a you know kind of um yeah i think cosmic cosmic communicates kind of what you mean you're talking about people who are um countercultural yeah or a little bit hippie-ish hippie-ish countercultural you, on their own you wouldn't be surprised like if, on a different wavelength you wouldn't be surprised if they were into crystals and astrology and the, ki- sure. the kinds of yeah. things that don't stand up to scientific scrutiny, that kind of a person. <laughs> yeah, right? sure. And yeah. I'm totally fine with that. I love all the world's peoples. But uh, sure. I did have an experience recently where I met somebody in one of these communities and she, she introduced herself as one name. I forget what it was. Like, let's say it was like Cynthia. And I was like, nice one, yeah. Cynthia. Nice to meet you. And then we all were chatting. Her and her best. She was there with Clee with a close friend. And yeah. then as we were chatting and then the the conversation was just obviously people introduced themselves and then we were talking about something unrelated to names. And then Cynthia interrupted the conversation and went, oh, sorry, sorry, no, 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 it's Charles. And I said, <laughs> what? Okay. And she went, I, I know I introduced myself as Cynthia before, but actually it's Charles, it's Charles now. And then she turned to her friend and her friend kind of looked knowingly at her and patted her on the shoulder like, yes, you're becoming who you need to be. And then she looked at me and went, Charles, Charles. And I was like, okay. And I was just like, this, this just doesn't matter. Like, what? And then yeah. she may have even, and then she was Charles. And I just remember thinking, I just couldn't care less, like, what name yeah. you choose, just... I enjoyed that story that you would that you would that everybody was just, telling. You yeah, seem like exactly. you seem like a nice person. Um, yeah, yeah. Just, just be whatever. I don't mind. Just for just for ease, if we could just settle on one, that would be great. Yeah. But you know, if you can't, if you can't, that's your business. Th- um, just update me every time you want to change. It. <laughs> and uh, it must be it must be a it must be like a a Western thing as well, this this kind of attachment to names, because I know in a lot of other cultures, a lot of people mm. share a, sim- mm. a similar name that, that there are, I mean, I'm just, the, the first thing that jumps to mind, and I know this is a surname thing, but I think, I think like every Sikh, yeah. every Sikh family in the world virtually has the surname Singh, I think. Is that correct? Right. I think a okay. lot of Sikhs have know. the exact same surname. 
And yeah, okay. I, think in I know other- that, yeah. I know in some cultures it's very, I mean, the, 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 I don't know how they make it work in practice, but the first couple of names will be the same among, you know, there might be a tradition where, say, you give every, if, if it's the first child and it's a boy, you give it this name. If it's a third child and right. it's a girl, you give it this name or whatever. So there must be distinguishing um, characteristics that you can, or, di- you know, aspects of the name that you can um, customize, but I'm not sure how they do that. But yeah, I mean, that's obviously an example where they're like, which is not, I mean, we're not that far from that even in Western traditions where, say, if you were from a Catholic family not that yeah. long ago, then there'd be a lot of Josephs and a lot of Marys and whatever. And uh, so it wasn't like, this is my this is my name and nobody else's. Yeah. It was very, very much like, well, this is, I'm a boy in a Catholic family, so my name's Joseph or whatever. Yeah. Obviously, they serve a practical function because if somebody owes me money, I want to make sure that mm. I'm the one that gets the money back. So they'd be like, I owe mm. money to Alex. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm Alex, so give me the money. But this strange thing has happened yeah. now where we hold them so tightly and you think, yeah. but it is actually a fun exercise to do. And they do talk a little bit about this in various mindfulness uh, practices and techniques and Eastern traditions. And if you just imagine for a second that you are not whatever identity you tie uh. to your name, if you just think, hang on, I'm just mm. not going to be Alex for a second. Uh, mm. I'm going to just drop Let's that. Let's do that. Let's oh. do that. <laughs> Let's do Episode 100. Episode 102, maybe. I'll be Alexander Holland. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, let's do that now. We're going to turn the podcast into a med- meditation headspace <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, that's right. Where we go, okay, everybody, we just want, instead of being, instead of everybody out there having a name and having a, having a past and imagining a future, mm. we just want everybody mm. out there to just stop and just rest in the present. And instead of mm. feeling like you are you in a body, in your head, instead of thinking that you are behind your face looking out, we just want you to imagine mm. that you are just the conscious experience that's observing everything that's going on. Yeah, thanks so much, everybody. This has been Alexander Holland for Don't Praise the Machine, episode <laughs> 101. <laughs> put some chi- we'll put some nice chimes over the top of that put some nice chimes what we want to do everybody is if you could just for a minute just imagine that you're the waves and the waves above the ocean can be very rough but underneath <laughs> you've got the always... the particum <laughs> particum <laughs> it's my particum patter <laughs> <laughs> just imagine you're on the you're on the surface of Tatooine <laughs> Everybody out there, just imagine that you've got hunger, and the only thing that will satisfy that is a Snickers. And we've partnered with Snickers for this part of the Space app. Um, so we want to say, everybody out there, if a very handsome and charming ginger man gets your name wrong on a date, mm. don't think mm. that's a deal breaker because he's bringing a lot of ability to sing quite well. And he's bringing a lot of ability to make dal. And these are the kinds of skills that a man needs in the 21st century. <laughs> yeah. I'm working towards a no-name future. 
Thanks, everybody, for tuning in episode one of Don't Quote the Machine. And what a fantastic Oscars rap special it's been. We've absolutely loved talking about the 95th Academy Awards. I want to thank the brave men and women of the Oscars crisis team for keeping us safe. And we've absolutely loved ruminating on the importance of names and also the nature of consciousness. Why don't you write in and tell us what your name is and we'll try to remember it. As always, I've been one of your hosts, but it doesn't matter what my name is. And as always, I'm sat digitally next to my number one pod partner. I'm person two. Thank you so much, everybody, and we can't wait to see you next week. At the podcast.